uh, chilly Western Cape. Good morning to Peter Goff Wood. How are you? Hey, Vanessa, and hi to the listeners. Um, yeah, I, I believe it is, is pretty nasty down with you guys. I'm actually sitting as we speak in Johannesburg, and it's an absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous spring day. It's probably about clear skies and about 24 degrees already. It's quite going to be a scorcher of a day up here in Johannesburg. I'm going to give the standard Cape Town answer, even though the weather is not great here. I'm going to say to you, Joburg's all fine and well, but they don't have the mountain and they don't have the sea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's that. I suppose that I've had enough miserable weather to actually... I'll, you can have the mountain for a weekend if I can have just the weekend, especially this particular weekend in National Heritage State where I'd, I'd, I'd take a weekend without the mountain if it would guarantee me some sunshine for the next three days. Now, that is very true. I agree with you on that because everybody wants to have a bride tomorrow. Well, the majority of people, and I think that the bulk of South Africans, that when the weather turns good, then we head outside, we light up the fire or the gas bry, whichever is the preference, and we have a mm. good old-fashioned bry and we get together and we have a jaw. Oh, yes, most definitely. I know, you know, there's there's always some issues about calling it National Bride Day. It is National Heritage Day, mm. and brying is part of our heritage. So yeah. I certainly will be lighting some fires um, and getting a, a few bits and pieces on, because it's, it's perfect tomorrow, because there's also rugby at 5 o'clock. Ah. So we can have a proper South African afternoon of brying and then a bit of rugby. So I'm looking forward to that, actually. It's going to be quite special, I think. I think it's time to... to I've, I've had some steaks in uh, in some Wagyu steaks that, <gasps> I've, that I've had for keeping aging in the fridge, which I'm going to haul out for tomorrow. So that's uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, and, of course, then all the bits and pieces to go with it. Mm. Looking for a nice big... I've got a nice some, some, some grilled maize cake. I've done a nice uh, pup that I've done. Uh, which I which I did I did yesterday. Um, so basically, I made like a stave of pup with lots of butter and parmesan, and then I, I smoothed it out into a into a deep tray about two centimeters thick, and I've left it to sit in the in the fridge. And then uh, I'm going to take that out and, and cut it into nice squares and actually put that straight on the fire. Oh, and that's going to groove very nicely. Lovely, smoky, lots of beef fat from the from the from the steak. And that's just going to char nicely and warm through. And it's going to have lovely grill marks on it. It's going to be nice and smoky. And I'm going to have my traditional pup with a nice bit of steak and some chocolate. It sounds absolutely delicious. But I'm just listening to this pup with parmesan cheese. Now, that is um, sort of like a nice South African bit of an Italian blend there. Yeah. Well, look, it's one of those things that the, the reason we use Parmesan is because it doesn't, you get that nice cheesy, rich cheesy flavor to it, okay. but it doesn't change the the, the, the the consistency of the pup. Okay. You know, when you when you start putting cheddar and stuff like that in, it starts to melt, and you just have to be careful that it burns easily on the fire, and we're not making cheese grillers here. Um, <laughs> you know, so primarily it's about, um, it's about, it's about enhancing that kind of pup flavor. It's making the pup mm flavored richer and and the nice thing about when you use the parmesan it works as a flavor enhancer more than anything else so you wouldn't go you know if you put cheddar cheese in you're going to taste the cheese yes with parmesan it's just got this lovely rich savoriness to it ah. um, and, and tastes just more like pup so I that's see. one of the reasons I, I use the finish with a bit of parmesan now one of the things that talking about pup is one of the really sort of staples at a braai is a pop tart ah. Oh, <laughs> for me, I think, you know, it's things that getting, as I've said before previously, you know, we struggle to get South Africans to eat it. You know, in restaurants, if you call it pup, we don't eat it. We, we mm. do it like a, a maize chip or a maize yes. cake and people love it. And we go, so what is that? I said, it's pup. So, no, look, I think it's one of those things we really invented with, you know, and obviously as just staple as putu, it's, it's great. 
but there certainly are variations that uh, that can. I, I've got a great recipe for little, like almost like little puffer cheese. Mm-hmm. You know, you can make um, uh, beer bread with it. Okay. You know, lots of you know use uh, um, um, you just use it the same as you would do polenta. You know, if you use half half pup and half self raising flour, throw in a beer some grated uh, grated cheese and some chopped spring onions and you cook that on the braai in like the little wells of a of a what do you call it a, like a muffin, a, a muffin pan. pan yes you grease the muffin pan and you cook these little milli beer breads they come up they only take about 40 minutes in the oven or either do them in the oven or on the braai with the lid down yes they really are quite nice so a lovely little braai accompaniment for tomorrow just to mop up all those beautiful meat juices. Sounds absolutely delicious. Now, let's talk about, um, we've spoken about the sides and the pup. But of course, the, you know, the, the real star for South Africans is that we love our meat. And you mentioned yes. what you're going to do. Uh, tell us a little bit I'm a more. Fan. Rump is probably my favorite cut. So I've got some some wagyu. It's from it's from the Karoo. So mm-hmm. it's locally produced wagyu, and that is is just it's it's dying to get itself on the fire. It's going to crisp up nicely. <laughs> I prefer um, when, when particularly with steaks is to rather cook bigger pieces. So mm-hmm. so instead of if you say for example there's there's five of you. Instead of buying five 250-gram steaks, get one big piece mm. of you know 1.2 kilos. Put the one piece on the fire because then you get a really nice char and you can keep it nice and beautiful, medium rare in the middle. But then you get that lovely charred fat. You get a nice exterior. And then you just slice it. You know, the problem is when you buy smaller steaks like that you cook them individually you Mm. run the risk of overcooking them before you get nice color on them yeah so i always suggest rather get one big piece and share it and then my secret for for marinade is i use um equal amounts of extra virgin olive oil and liam perrin's worcestershire sauce so that just before you put it on it's just almost like a little dressing um, and then salt and pepper. And the beauty of that is that, that particularly the, the, the Liam Perrins, which is the original Worcestershire sauce, uh-huh. it has it has anchovy essence and tamarind extract in it. So you've got this in, in, intense kind of sweet and sour um, and salty vibe that's going on. Mm. And all that does is it brings out the flavor of the meat more. Sounds I'm fun. not a big fan of these kind of starchy barbecue marinades because I find they have a tendency to burn on the fire. Mm-hmm. And then what you end up doing is you end up having a steak that just tastes like burnt sugar. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And we know so. how expensive meat is these days. Yeah. You know, if, if you really are wild about the, the barbecue sauce, uh, what I would suggest is once your steak is cooked, before you take it off the fire, get a little brush, brush on some barbecue sauce, and then take it off the fire. Okay. Don't overcook the barbecue sauce because it really ruins the meat. Mm. You mentioned chakalaka. What, what, what is the secret for you for that? And uh... For me, it's crunch and spice. I mean, for me, for me, chakalaka is very textural. It okay. mustn't be a soft sauce. So I don't mind if they're soft like baked beans and soft, but there's got to be that crunch of the cabbage and the carrot. And for me, people sometimes overcook it, mm. and then it just becomes this veggie mush, and I, I hate that. I like the, 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 the little bit of uh, – obviously, I like a little bit of chili in mine, but I also like a bit of acid in there, a bit of sugar. So it's almost like a nice balance, and I love – there must be crunch. So be I tend to – Cook a base of of, of spices, cumin, uh, 
chilies, garlic, ginger, onions, and tomato. Make that as a nice base. Yeah. And then I, I usually add um, uh, baked beans, tin baked beans to okay. get that. So I cook that base, and then I add raw vegetables to that base. So I'll add raw great raw sliced cabbage and, and, and grated carrot to that. Oh. So then the the, 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 the the vegetables are not cooking, so they'll retain that, that texture. They'll be crunched mm-hmm. to it. You'll get that nice richness. You'll get that nice richness from, from, from the base, but then you get the added crunch of the vegetables that go into it. But I mean, I think I think there is as many, you know, chakalaka is one of those mm. recipes that you, you could start wars over people comparing, <laughs> which is the authentic chakalaka recipe. You know, I think there are regional nuances, plus there are just family nuances, you know. I, I think if you, if you said to people, okay, 10 people all bring some chakalaka, you'd end up with 10 completely different chakalakas. Yeah. It's which, a, which, which is great for me. I think it's it's nice that there is no definition. This is the exact, this is what it is. It's mm. always open to everyone's personal twist, yeah. which which I love about our food. It's as diverse as we are. Absolutely. Okay, so now, you know I'm going to ask this question. What's for pudding? What's the dessert? <laughs> <laughs> so, so for me, a dessert that often works nicely on the fire is um uh, banana bread oh. so i like to make a loaf of banana bread and then you and then you it's nice to make it the day before so it's not it's not to slice it and you put that on the fire and you grill some bananas and you make yourself a little toffee sauce and so you have a lovely sort of grilled smoky bit of toasted banana bread with some lovely charred bananas and then lashings of toffee sauce usually does the trick Oh, my goodness gracious. I'm absolutely drooling here. <laughs> sounds delicious. And um, that certainly does sound like it's going to uh, resonate with my sweet tooth. I want to ask you before I let you go, um, wine and beer and stuff like that, the, the accompaniments that go with that, what is it that okay, you're going to so, have? So generally, from from a heritage point of view, um, you know, we're, we're blessed with a, a variety of beverages. I think if you want one thing that, works with everything then you can't go wrong with an ice cold beer mm. whatever that you throw on the fire is going to go well with an ice cold beer but for me i probably probably um a nice wooded shannon something a nice party something with a bit of age on it mm. um or you want a nice robust red oh. for me a, a, a sort of young chilled pinotage usually works really really nicely with brine meat or or something like a nice uh, rich um sort of spicy um, Shiraz from the Swat Tuck. That's often a good a good bry favourite. It sounds like it's going to be an absolutely delicious bry tomorrow. Absolutely fantastic. Why? I just want to, I'm fascinated. You're in Johannesburg. Why? May I ask? Okay. So, because <laughs> it's the heritage, we actually launched, we launched this morning on on, on ENCA the uh, the Brymaster Season 8. Ah, so fantastic. we start shooting on the 27th of next month. And the beauty of this season, Season 8, is we're shooting in the Western Cape. Oh. So this is the first time we've actually concentrated just on the Western Cape. So we are, we'll find out on Monday where exactly our, our, our route is there. The, the production crew are on the road as we speak this weekend, finalizing our trip. So for next week, we'll be able to talk a little bit about where we'll be going. But we're sticking specifically to the Western Cape this time. So we're shooting from the 27th of October to the 2nd of December. And it'll be on your screens on ETV from the 3rd of February. Fantastic. Oh, sounds yeah, absolutely. So be a good one. We've got a new presenter. We've got lots of new co- um, uh, contestants. And it's really going to be a good one this year. Sounds absolutely no exciting. I was about to say. Shooting. So the world is the world is our 
our, our Karoo oyster. <laughs> Very good. Oh, it sounds so exciting and I, it really is wonderful and something to look forward to. And I hope that you enjoy tomorrow's Heritage Day and your bry as well, Peter. And uh, we'll chat again next Friday. Fantastic. And to all you listening, uh, till next week, may the source be with you. Thanks. Bye-bye.